0: the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jonah is afraid to go to Nineveh and you would be too. Nineveh was the capital of the most brutal, imperialistic, xenophobic, cruel, enslaving, anti-God controlling kingdom that the world had yet seen. The ruling dynasties that ruled from Nineveh delighted in public humiliation. Jonah was afraid to go and tell them that God was coming for them. You would be too. The sailors that Jonah is on the boat with. They are afraid when they see when they see the great waves and the storm, they are afraid of the ocean. They are afraid of drowning. They are afraid of what might be living under the water. I would be too. And in the gospel story that we read, the story about Jesus healing this man who was born blind, at the end, the Pharisees who are questioning this man, when they're questioning him, when they are suspicious of him, they are afraid fear is behind their suspicion they interrogate they cast doubt they are divided among themselves they are afraid of losing influence and power and position because of jesus they are afraid of shame they are afraid that they will lose their prerogatives the same way that we are afraid of losing our liberties and our rights Jesus is a threat to the lifestyle they they enjoy and the respect that they receive. They are afraid of what they have to lose. We would be too. And finally, at the beginning of that story, did you hear it? The disciples, when they first see this blind man, they also are afraid they ask they say Jesus this man's disability this cross this suffering that he has to go through whose fault is it is it his parents fault or is it his fault whose sin is it and they are asking because they also are afraid how did this happen to this person that he was born blind and could it happen to me And we are afraid of the same things. And fear, fear is our mind and body resistance to an outcome that we think is unacceptable and unsurvivable. Jonah doesn't just think in his head, but he feels in his body. He feels in his nervous system, I can't go to Nineveh because I will die. And the sailors on the boat, they feel and their nervous system is rebelling against this outcome. They are saying that they're feeling the boat can't sink. We can't go in the water because if we go in the water, we will die. And the Pharisees, their mind is telling them, their body is telling them, Jesus can't be from God because if he is from God then we are wrong and then if we're wrong we'll lose everything that we've worked for we'll lose our privileges and if that happens we might as well die because our life would not be worth living and the disciples when they see the man born blind we can't allow the fate of this blind man to happen to us. So we have to know, we have to know why did this happen to him and how can we avoid this? The outcome is unacceptable. I can't survive. And this conviction, this I can't survive conviction, this is not just in our head. It is also, it's not just in our thoughts. It lives in our bodies. It lives in our nervous system. Fear and panic and terror and suspicion and nervousness. These things take us over before we can even think. They take over and they drive our thoughts. And during the pandemic, we talked a lot or heard a lot at least about faith, Over fear and that's okay that's good but keep this in mind overcoming fear with faith is not a matter it's not about believing that God won't let the unacceptable thing happen to me it's not faith over fear is not saying God won't let me get sick or God won't let me go blind, or God won't let me lose the respect of my family or drown or die. Rather, it is this. Overcoming fear through faith is a matter of accepting that the unacceptable could happen. But by faith, I have confidence that even when it does happen, I will survive, and I will be fine because of what Jesus has done. And by survive, I mean heaven. And by survive, I mean the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Faith over fear means even when I don't survive, I survive. Even if I don't live, I live because of him. Jonah realizes on the boat that he is in God's hands. He has to accept he's not avoiding death. He's not avoiding discomfort by avoiding God. So throw me in the ocean. If I don't drown, thank God. If I do drown or if a monster eats me, even if I die, I will survive. And he prays in the darkness, he says, "I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, talking about the underworld." And he says, "Yet, you brought me up, up my life from the pit. Salvation, even salvation over death itself, belongs to the Lord." And the blind man who is healed, we can see in the story. You can see in that last paragraph of the story, you can, you can almost feel his confidence growing. He has experienced the healing of Jesus. He has come to know Jesus as the one who brings the mercy of God to a fallen and broken and dark world. So his courage starts to grow and he starts to talk back a little bit and stand up for himself. He can stand up for himself now because he has a rock to stand on. The promise of immortality through Jesus. And that's working its way into his nervous system so he can actually stand up when they question him and answer their questions and speak for himself with less anxiety. The Pharisees never overcome their fear. It overcomes them it kills their minds their fear leads to their rage and their rage leads to suffering to the suffering and death of our Lord Jesus Christ who came to die and rise so that we might have a solid rock and a source of confidence he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of our sins and Jesus heals this blind man to show us and to give us confidence in who he is for you. The story is for you. Jesus says, "It was not the sin of this man. It was not the sin of his parents that caused him to be blind. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in him so that you and I that we might have confidence And we might know that even if we don't survive, yet we survive. This happens so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and by believing have eternal life and confidence in his name. Confidence that even even if they take your life, your goods, your fame, your child, your husband, or your wife, they have gained nothing and you will be okay. You will survive. You will live. The overcoming of fear in our lives, like the overcoming of shame, like we talked about last week. This is also, it's not an on-off switch. It's not a fix. You can't just turn yourself unafraid. But it is a process, and it is a process that faith And Jesus can help you with Because it is actually not the goal to overcome your fear It is actually to become it's not to have less fear but to have more courage Or better Better than even saying it is to have more courage It is to increase your confidence through Jesus That even if the unthinkable and the unsurvivable happens Even when there is death, still even death is survivable for you. The worst that can happen, the very, very worst, is survivable. For he has now reconciled us in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel, the hope that has been proclaimed to you. Have confidence in Jesus. In him, even the unsurvivable is victory. In Jesus' name, amen.